0: I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful. World.
1: Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to The Art Box, recorded in beautiful Virgin Valley, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, Mesquite, Nevada, and find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com. Hosting today's episode is Rochelle Knight and Steve Dudrow. Let's go have some fun. Hi, I'm Rochelle
0: and I'm Steve.
1: Welcome to this episode
0: of The Art Box. We're looking forward to a fun episode today of The Art Box as our co-host Rochelle Knight steps to the other side of the microphone as a guest. Um, here we go Rochelle. Tell us a little bit about you and your family.
1: Okay. I was born and raised in Salt Lake. I have a studio space that I rent from the gallery. I do all of my painting now down here. I am married. I have two teenagers, one who is almost 18 and one who's 15, uh, two boys. And then I have two Australian shepherds that I love, uh, Sadie and Emily. I have a background in, I have, my first degree is in forest biology and i worked for the first forest service and the bureau of land management for a few years i worked as a botanist and also as wildland firefighter and then long story short i i moved back home after living in oregon for a few years and got a computer science degree and uh, that was my career for 15 years tell us about your art (laughs) my art is very bright very stylized i love flowers i use very saturated colors, always usually pretty happy. I I try not to paint anything man-made. That's kind of a weird tenant I have. But a lot of it's just wild. I like animals, uh, sky, big suns, and definitely a lot of flowers. Kind of my signature thing is I do a lot of flowers along the bottom. I try, if I'm going to do, say, something from the desert, I try and research out all of the plants and flowers that would be native to an area. I, I think that's kind of the botanist in me, just to try and make it true. Uh, you know, maybe they're not recognized specifically, but they all have a base in something, in a true flower. But yeah, so hopefully, I you know, my probably my best compliment I've ever received is that when people see my art, they put a, you know, they get a big smile on their face. And I don't think there's any better compliment that you could give. And maybe that's just specific to me, but I that warms my soul. If, if I can make somebody happy, even for 15 seconds, then I think, wow, as an artist, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: Tell me this, you mentioned that you're a software engineer. Well, I'm sorry. I'm glad I didn't go into that line of business <laughs> <laughs> So you're a software engineer and you left right. and you became a full-time artist. Yes. So how in the heck did that happen?
1: In 2013, I was diagnosed with uh, triple negative breast cancer, which required, I had five different surgeries, uh, double mastectomies four months of chemo and then i did reconstruction so that was pretty much an entire year and of course i wasn't working at the time or i couldn't work i was working up until my diagnosis and then i couldn't work uh during all of my treatments and it was as you can imagine a very very dark year for for me um my and my family especially my you know my husband and my kids and um of course then my parents and my siblings but it was really it was as you can imagine, just horrible. And, you know, tons of people out there have horrible experiences. And so I think we can all identify with the the dark place that you go. And I called it my abyss. And I would lay in bed by my, you know, my husband would be asleep and I would lay there and I would be so dark and, and I would tumble into that abyss. And I mean, just some of the worst moments of my life. And I mean, just worse, worse than even being sick from chemo, just that feeling of, of despair and hopelessness and it, it really made a mark on me and I think there's a lot of cliches when you have something like cancer or some kind of uh, tragic event where they say oh there's always a silver lining or now I appreciate life more and, and really th- there's a lot of truth to that and I think because I was so dark and that's really not my nature, my nature's kind of always been you know pretty laid back and happy and um, you know I'm not, I don't like conflict, all that kind of stuff Anyway, when I finally came back, you know, came out, out of the other side of that, I, I needed some brightness. I needed some color. Um, I really did want to enjoy life. I actually, my first summer after, I planted an enormous garden, uh, much, <laughs> much bigger than my family could, could eat. But uh, I just put my heart and soul in it. I would even go sit out there at night just to smell it, uh, put my fingers in the, the warm dirt. Um, pick little, you know, baby cherry tomatoes when they're still warm, and it was just, it, it was my healing garden is what I called it. So then that winter, my um, son wanted to enter the, our city, our competition, so they had, you know, adult on down to little kids. So just on a whim, we each did a painting, and that kind of started me off and running. He actually won second place. I didn't win anything, but that was great. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> what? But, <laughs>
0: So maybe we should be interviewing him.
1: <laughs> we should. He had a cute one of a giraffe eating, and we called it Breakfast in Botswana. So it was very cute. Um, but, you know, after that experience, it was fun. You know, it was kind of all of a sudden in the evenings I would start playing around. We had all of our stuff out. I, uh, You know, and it just kind of evolved from there. I started spending more and more time. I started working on bigger and bigger canvases, which, you know, as an artist, a lot of people start small because that's very comfortable. And um, and now I actually paint very, very large. That's Um, that's really comfortable to me. I think painting small, I feel so constrained. But anyway, um, then my husband gave me a really nice huge easel for Christmas, and I just started, you know, gathering more paints and researching different paints and mediums, and and just went on from there. And then a few months later, I, um, my parents live in Mesquite, and so we would spend a lot of time down here, and and just on a whim, we went through the gallery, and, um, you know, there was newsletter there and information about actually joining the gallery and that just seems so huge i mean to be part of a gallery oh my gosh that's prestigious and oh and i thought i'm ready to make you know and i i do kind of jump in with both feet a lot of times and i just thought i'm gonna try it i can do this and the first competition that i entered was called hidden images and um which has just been my absolute favorite Theme and I hope they bring it back sometime because it it just opens up to so many different possibilities. And I did the delicate arch, and the hidden image part of it was that I had animals embedded into the delicate arch, and then I you know put um, native flowers down at the bottom. And I won third place for that piece, and so it was my first competition, and it just launched me. It was the most exciting thing that I think had ever happened to me that I was recognized with all this amazing talent down in Mesquite. I mean, the walls were just filled with amazing stuff, all different mediums, all different ideas. And um, to be recognized like that was just, it was very affirming and, um, you know, I got lovely com- compliments about my style. And so it was kind of the start.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That piece, because we love the Arch, um, that hangs in our house. <laughs>
1: And and you know maybe uh, if we get time we'll put it on uh, Instagram or Facebook just so you can kind of see uh, what I'm talking about. I'm probably not explaining it very well, but um, but yeah, it'd be it would be neat even to show other hidden image yeah well,
0: pictures. Well, on the on the web page we will um we'll we'll show your, we'll give a link to your Instagram. Okay,
1: page. perfect.
0: So, as we'll do for any of our artists.
1: sure yeah. Because I think everyone when you hear about a piece you you know you instantly want to see it. That's kind of our nature is. Is we can kind of picture it, but we want to see something right in front of us.
0: Okay, so let me follow up that question with um, when did you know you were an artist? It obviously wasn't when your son beat your butt <laughs> no, <laughs> on, on the no. city art No, no. And contest. I look back no. at that painting,
1: and I was, it's embarrassing. I don't even want to. I, hopefully, I don't even have it anymore. Um, God, I don't even know. I think probably when I was, you know, looking forward. You know, I'd go to my job every day. Of course, come home, make dinner. And then my huge, exciting part of the day was was if I had time to paint and just exploring it and, and then actually seeing results come out. You know, I started, I, I think a lot of people do, I, I found someone I really liked and I started trying to mimic their style and I learned a lot about, you know, other people's styles, colors, how to even mix colors, um, you know, how to draw with a paintbrush, all these kind of things. So anyway, I guess the answer to that question is, uh, when I started really prioritizing that time, and that's all I wanted to do, I thought about it at night. I thought about it during the day. I had so many ideas and so many things I wanted to try out. So that's that's probably, and I, I was probably maybe five or six months from that first art competition where my son won <laughs> second place, where I really thought I want to be an artist,
0: nice. and I wanted I
1: want to do this more than you know just on a weekend or whatever.
0: And how lucky are we? <laughs> so so um what drew you to because i know you're acrylic and you yes. said that you know and we have conversations because i try to paint with oil and i can put my oil down and i can mix it and then i can go in and watch a tv show and have something to eat and i can come back and it's still there it's still wet it's i still can wet. still paint you tell me that you can't even go to the bathroom no when you put your acrylic you can
1: you barely have time to turn around and and put more paint on your palette before it's dry and I think you know there's there's definitely goods and bads I think uh with oil paint if you guys remember back to Bob Ross he had it's called the wet on wet technique and that's how he created such beautiful skies is that uh the paint stays wet enough that you can blend very easily Acrylic dries so fast that it's re- it is it is really uh, quite the technique to be able to blend. And so if you see, you know, a really pretty skyline that, that fades down, it, uh, that's pretty tricky with acrylic to try and get an actual blend just because it dries so fast. And so you can put one color in, and, and by the time you try and get another one on, it's sticky and you kind of make a mess. Uh, I think that's also a benefit. I think I like to play around. Uh, I probably go over things, you know, two or three times which you can't do with oil paint once you put it down to my knowledge you kind of leave it there if you don't like it you almost have to scrape it off whereas acrylic you just need a really big bottle of white paint and that's your huge eraser so if you don't like something you got your white paint and you're starting from scratch again and I really like that freedom I think Um, and I like the intensity of the colors they're so and I don't know again so much about Oil paints, and so maybe maybe I could be wrong here, but it seems that acrylics come in in much more intense and vivid colors, and so that uh, is really appealing to me. The other part is that it's uh, you just use water to thin it instead of you know turpentine or, or I can't remember even the other solvents that you have to use with oil paints, and and I think that's easier. I think then you can paint wherever you want. You don't have to worry about the smells offending anyone. So. So that's why I like acrylic.
0: So now you and your white paint and your eraser, I think you're pretty funny because I know that you're work. You'll be working on something, and you're like heroin fire. I got to get this ready for the exhibition. I'm working really hard, and I think I'm gonna finish it tomorrow. And then I'll see you next week. And like, so how's it going? You're like, oh, I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I'm
1: not even gonna enter you know it because I hate it <laughs> Yeah, thats you're, you're
0: a perfectionist. I
1: am. And in no other part of my life am I a perfectionist. I'm actually really easygoing. I'm kind of messy and cluttery. And I don't, you know, my intention to detail isn't super fine. But with my artwork, and, and I, know, I, I think it's actually uh, a deficit I have is I do get a little bit neurotic. I want everything to be perfect. And, and I think as artists, a lot of times you'll hear people say, I want to be freer with my art. And that's definitely something that's in my mind. And, and to be freer, you're not worrying about everything being perfect. And I'm a stylized painter, which means that you can recognize what, what my art is about. You know, you can recognize that it's a flower, but it's not a real-looking flower. It's not realistic. If You know, if I paint a figure, you know it's a figure, but it's, it's not... Um, a perfect person. And so I think I I fight with with that balance of okay, stylized versus real. I use a lot of reference photos and and so the tendency is to try and mimic a real photo. And so I think that's probably where my neuroticism comes from and I think that that's where I have room to grow as an artist is to step back and be able to accept, hey, this looks great. You know, maybe these colors don't look great together, but it's okay. It actually works. Uh, so that, so that's where I still have definitely uh, a room to grow. As far as I think it's it's very mental too. I think sometimes I create a lot of anguish for myself, uh, really worrying about all these things. And and it's interesting too, because sometimes I'll have a painting and I just think, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And you know, I just need to hide it. I don't want anyone to see it. And then I can come back, you know, two weeks, months later, and think. Wait a minute this wasn't so bad i could, i you know i can see these changes now with fresh eyes i can see maybe where it wasn't working and boom i'm off and running again so so sometimes it comes full circle
0: i get to put in a rochelle story that i know i think it was was it your first you you, you had running two Best in Shows on Exhibition. Yes. Was it DomaVoy was the first
1: one? Yes, so Domovoy was in January.
0: Okay, Domovoy and um, I met your mom and dad. Yes. Okay, and they were there. We had um, the, the party or when they hand out the awards and everything. So I'm there, your dad's there. I'm looking at DomaVoy. I look down at your dad's hand and I said, your hand looks familiar. And he said, well, I was a model for DomaVoy's hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and sure enough, those were your dad's hands that you painted, Yes.
1: And I have the cutest dad. And I said I was having, I was struggling with the hands because uh, Domovoy, who is a house spirit, the competition in last January that I won the best of show for was called Fairies, Dragons, and Myths. And so I created this Domovoy, which is a Slavic house spirit. And the story behind that is that he. The domovoy live in uh, the hearth or the fireplace, and they take care of the house and its inhabitants. Uh, they're not seen. The only creatures that can actually see them are cats. And so, when you see a domovoy depicted, they usually have a cat with them. But anyway, my particular version, uh, the domovoy was had his hand on a broomstick, holding a broom, because they do, you know, take care of the home. And um, and then he was also hi- holding a mug. And so, and he had a, kind of a big green. Uh, shirt on, bigy big baggy, and so I went to my parents and I said, I, "I I need you, Dad. I need you to help me out with this." So he found this big green coat, and we got a beer stein, and uh, the broom from the garage, and he he let me you know move his hands around and and do all kinds of different postures, and um, and then and then I got it to work. It was it was awesome. That's one thing I want to bring up really quick too that I probably didn't mention early on with my art career is the amazing support that I've had. My husband has encouraged me every minute uh, and and he's believed in me more than I have myself and he's created so many opportunities for me and he was the biggest driver um, for me to actually quit my career and work on art full-time and I don't know that there's very many people in this world that have had that opportunity for someone to say go for your dreams. It doesn't nothing matters. You put every ounce of energy and passion you have. And I, I think that I've been very blessed with that. And, um, and then I also have my parents and my extended family that have always been super supportive. And um, so anyway, I think that's probably hopefully something we can address with each guest that we interview is, is to understand, you know, what does your support system look like? But I, you know, that's been very important to me because I think everyone needs affirmation. They need a little bit of a boost, and um, my husband has definitely been that for me. He's a muse, and you know, I, I, always get to a point and I'll say, okay, now I'm ready for ideas or criticism or what am I messing up? And he's, he's got an amazing eye. He's, he's very talented as far as creativity. He comes up with great ideas. You know, if I say, here's this competition, come up, help me come up with something, and he does a great job with that
0: while you're doing family here um, I get to meet your sister yes okay and your sister is how much younger than you she is
1: five minutes younger than me five
0: minutes. so you're twins yes okay and the other interesting f- and your, your sister is very nice actually your sister she's a school teacher in Reno yes Nevada and she actually did I mention that I sell children's books you haven't how yet children's books that author. is anyway, the next interview
1: we anyway, can yeah. get into all the but I just movies. want
0: to give your sister kudos she actually took the books before I met her, and she, you gave them to her, and she was using them up there. But the other interesting thing about your family is um, you were born on October 23rd. 23rd. Uh-huh. Okay, and your sister obviously was born on October 23rd. Yes. And your brother, who is a few years older than she, you. He is
1: eight years. Older. Eight mm-hmm. years older than
0: mm-hmm. you, was also born on when?
1: October 23rd. So, And there's only three, people, three kids in our family, and we are all on the same day and it's always been kind of a mini Christmas. And actually I don't even know what it would be like. Some people say, wouldn't you like your own birthday? And I think back and it's like, but I don't even know what that would be like. I actually like sharing it because then all the attention wasn't just on me. So it's kind of nice to have all of us together opening presents and, and you know, even as we've gotten older, it's fun, the, the cute texts that we send each other on our birthday and there's a Beatles song that says uh they say it's your birthday it's my birthday too so i always try and send that little snippet to (laughs) i say it's your birthday
0: okay um thank you for letting me delve into that so any tips or tricks you'd like to share Um, besides don't go to the bathroom after you pour acrylic paint
1: (laughs) yes definitely don't do that or spray it you have to spray it really well okay so i and this is definitely personal I started out watching a few painting videos when I first started and I would find myself feeling really bad afterwards because you know I think oh I don't do it this way or oh shoot uh, they say these two colors clash together or you should mute them you know there's a, there's a lot of videos almost well, most painters mute their colors meaning they you know kind of gray them out a little bit and that makes them look a little bit more realistic and I always felt bad not always, but a lot of times if I I watch different videos, I think this is the way you're supposed to do it. And I think every time we or most times when we follow along or or there's a teacher-student kind of a feeling, we feel like we have to do it the way the teacher is saying. And I think that's one thing that's hard with art is my personal belief is that there are no rules. And I have enjoyed art when I figured out by myself. And, you know, and looking back, my art does break a lot of rules you know as far as a traditional art education would would go and um, I think personally a lot of my art and a lot of my enjoyment of my art is that I'm figuring things out all the time I'm coming up with my own techniques which of course are already known techniques but they're new to me and it's and it's through my exploration that I've I've found different things and and now I've developed my own style and I think doing this on my own um, you know, if you are following along to different videos, I think that's great, by the way. I'm not, I'm not against that by any means. I think you can learn amazing stuff and, and you can come up with finished paintings and, and that's success in itself. But then I think you do have to separate yourself from those and, and kind of do it on your own because that's, you know, when you can develop your own style which I think every artist wants it's great for me when someone recognizes my art with my name not even on it they'll say oh my gosh I saw your you know I I knew that was your piece from across the room and I think all artists probably strive for that to be known by the look not just by their signature and so I think that's that's maybe one tip I would suggest and it's you know it's not hard and fast everyone doesn't have to follow that but I, I think it could be helpful to turn off the the videos or you know the, the books or anything and just play
0: so and i've heard that
1: Have I, th- you? I think on yeah. the
0: alice and uh, and louise and louise
1: on art juice podcast,
0: Art Juice, they talked about um sometimes just do what you want right on canvas and do yep. what you want i think they call
1: it playing i think it feels good that's that's a definitely a time to be free you know and you can do all kinds of things you can play with with different mixes um you know, just all, there's so many different techniques. Do you want it lighter? Do you want it, you know, more watered down? And, you know, even glazing is a, is a really cool thing that you can do. And, I mean, there's just so many different things, but it's fun when you figure them out yourself. I think we remember them a little bit better when we figure them out ourselves, too. I think it, I always call it gets downloaded on our hard drive just a little bit more than if you were just watching someone else do it.
0: So, and you, you showed me one time because, you know, my style of painting, because I'm a complete rookie. It's, it's awesome. Is glob. I right. put globs and right. globs of oil on, right. and then three weeks after it's dried, three weeks later after it's dried, I can put some more on. Right. So, but you know, I got one. I think I'm going to tell people I made this. Please touch it.
1: Oh, that's great. Texture is, I mean, that's just as much as, as a part of as the color in your subject. I think texture can be a really cool part of a painting. It can help draw attention to different parts. And, and actually, you know, if you're doing a rock, you can make it look like a rock. You know right off that that's what it is. So I think texture is a great thing. And I,
0: and I brought up texture because one of the few times I've been in around in your studio, um, you were showing me some of the texture stuff. you do, And it's right. very interesting.
1: Yes, it's very so. cool, the things you can do. You can, you know, make your own as far as using of a, a clear runnier medium and adding different things and and then as far as acrylic goes there's there's tons of different things that you can buy little glass bead medium uh, sand different grains of sand all kinds of different things as well as you know just layering your paint on thicker you can get beautiful brush strokes a lot of people like to see that in their art you know if, if they're going to buy an original it, it's really neat to see the paint piece thicker with the with the different brush strokes in there
0: here's the one that i'm probably always on you about you need to sell your art and i think you've told me that your dad is that too yeah both my
1: parents are yeah well that's us
0: old people are trying to be pragmatic (laughs) right tell you youngsters what to do but so do you make art for your soul or do you make it to sell
1: i make it for my soul every once in a while i do feel like Oh, you know, even with my cute Doma Boy, I love him. But I paint you know, it's a 36 by 48 painting. He's huge. But he he has my soul. I just, I've always loved the ideas of, of Doma Voice, but probably not too many people are going to want to hang that in their living room. I don't, I don't know. I think my stuff is beautiful and bright, and the right p- kind of person maybe would like Doma Boy hanging in their living room. It's not traditional. It's not something you would see hanging, you know, in a hotel or a hospital or anything like that.
0: you listen to music, radio, podcast, a book?
1: I, I kind of a combination of all three. I mostly, I, you know, in the past it's always been music, as loud as I could get it, sing-along kind of stuff. Uh, I have, you know, very varied taste. And then I kind of exhausted all of, you know, my favorite things and moved on to books, and that's just been great for me. I can go through two or three books a, a week uh, you know, when you first download a book, it says, like, 35 hours, and you, and you think, oh, my gosh, how am I ever going to get through that? And, and, you know, I can do a book probably in, in two days. Um, so that's been great. I really, like, you know, I put my earphones on, so then I'm really immersed both in the story and in my painting. And, man, hours just fly by when I do that. Since we decided that we were going to do this podcast, I, you know, in the past I've only listened to a few, so I wasn't really – familiar with format um, different kinds of podcasts different subjects and so I've recently really gotten into uh, Art Juice which is one that we've mentioned quite a few times it's it's one of the most popular art podcasts and um, I just it's fascinating it's fascinating to to listen to both Louise and Alice and they go through similar categories or I don't know problems just different thought processes that probably we all do, but it's so affirming because, you know, they even talked about the inner critic the other day, and that's something I really struggle with, and it was really interesting to hear their take and, and how they handle that. And um, so, yeah, so I think podcasts are, are maybe my new next thing. And you can learn so much. You learn so much about different people and different art styles. So, uh, so maybe I've gone from music to books to now podcasts.
0: I guess, and um, art juice there's no curse words like there are other
1: <laughs> that's true
0: yeah because when we started this people were saying oh you can say cuss words say so, well we're probably going to try to we're, stay away
1: from." hopefully you. rochelle will be the one to blow that probably <laughs> yeah. no that'll
0: be one of our next guests who was talking about <laughs> yeah. can she cuss I'm like sure because we can edit <laughs> books on tape
1: Okay. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, There's no more <laughs> text. That, that shows how old we are.
0: That's <laughs> so, yeah, how old we are, huh? Books, abridged or unabridged?
1: Oh, unabridged, of course. My gosh. You can't miss out on anything. Yeah,
0: I was going to say these unabridged books, and it's like um, two hours.
1: What? Right right why if you're into reading and literature why would you ever want to miss anything especially if it's you know beautiful prose oh my gosh you want all that you can take so i've never really understood that maybe maybe it's more of like a cliff notes type of thing so teenagers would probably definitely prefer the abridged version
0: yeah that's i i lived on cliff notes for during school years <laughs> you, you know read a few oh notes. i got a test tomorrow i'd be over at the bookstore cliff yeah. notes <laughs> meditation as a tool.
1: I think I do probably not in the traditional sense you know where you think of someone in the lotus position saying um, home uh, which I've tried and that's actually very relaxing and I think it's it's good for your mental health. but as far as painting goes, I think I, I do a lot I spend a lot of time uh, with my eyes closed just envisioning different paintings, different colors, uh, that's how I go to sleep at night every single night close my eyes and I I just think about colors I think one of the my favorite moments in in anything I do is that very first brush stroke on a cam- on a brand new canvas they smell great they they feel great and there's just so many possibilities and I just lay in bed and I, and I just envision you know beautiful orange or beautiful blue going on a canvas the very first one um, and then I do spend a lot of times when I'm driving, when I'm just you know, doing anything that, that doesn't uh, require you know, very technical thought or anything, just thinking about paintings and um, different color combinations, different subjects. And so. And even when I'm painting, I will sit on my stool and close my eyes and, and just have moments where you know, maybe it's I'm just rearranging things in my head or, t- or trying different colors in my head. But yeah, I would, I would call that meditation for me and uh, it's very soothing. I come up with great ideas if I'm, you know, if I'm just relaxed, especially at night. Again, to fall asleep like that, it's just, it's amazing um, just to have all these colors in my head and and different ways I want to express those. And, And so, yeah, I would definitely say that meditation is part of my process.
0: Now, since you brought it up, you said sleeping. Yes. Do you ever dream about your art, or
1: I think I think it, it would be more uh, creating it, so not my specific art, not, not a specific piece, um, but probably more just that that feeling of joy that I have when I am doing it, if that makes sense. So you know, probably bright colors and and just that feeling that invokes, but not. I don't think I've ever, and I you know probably I've talked before about how neurotic I am and how stressed out I get, and when there's a competition deadline, I will work until actually the last five minutes before it's due. And, um, and so I probably dream, you know, probably have more anxious dreams about finishing a piece or, you know, maybe not feeling as comfortable as I should with a piece. As far as a specific painting, I don't think I do that. I think that's right before I go to sleep. I'll kind of envision what I'm working on and, and maybe even solve some problems with it during that
0: okay so no bad dreams like where you're trying to run away from art piece <laughs> no. <you're>, from domovoy <laughs> and your feet are in molasses and, and the uh,
1: paint's all dry and i don't know what to do the paint's it all dry out of the two. Oh no <laughs>
0: do you have any other interest i'm sure all you do is art i never see you otherwise doing anything <laughs> no. else you just art art art
1: art uh, probably my my biggest second passion is the outdoors i love cult to do anything uh We hike quite a bit. That's how Steve mentioned earlier that that's how we met. Uh, I've met such a great group of people down here, um, mostly through Forensical Butte. And it's, you know, the friends I've made there, we've, you know, it's kind of spurred off to meeting other people and, um, you know, friends of Steve's, friends of Lois, uh, these other hikers that we've mentioned. Um, So that's a huge part of my life. And um, that's probably a huge influence in my art as well is just my love for nature um, as I mentioned before, my, f- my first passion was forestry and, and I have a degree in that and that came from having a wonderful childhood where we went camping you know every other weekend and spent as much time as a family as we could outdoors. and uh, so so that's another passion and um, I love to read. I'm a voracious reader I do not I'm embarrassed to say this I do not read nonfiction. I really wish I could uh, for some reason it just feels like learning (laughs) and i think i use reading as an escape i think i like a lot of time in my head i'm uh i'm kind of quirky and so i i'm I'm attracted to more imagination type of stuff and i think uh that fiction can you can go a lot of places you can go to a million different time periods you experience problems and events from someone else's point of view Uh, and and you can actually feel it you know you can get you can feel their emotions. You can feel, like, feel what they're going through. And I, I really like that aspect. So reading, 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 I, that's probably third passion. Uh, I like gardening. Um, I love spending time with my family. I love to chat, no. <laughs> as you've probably noticed. Um, so I, you know, I love going to dinner as, you know, as a social uh, event. And you know I can just talk. Steve can attest to this. I can talk for hours at a time and I, I really enjoy uh, conversing with people and getting to know people. So, those are probably probably my biggest interests.
0: So, and I can tie in those interests because um, um, Tom Clough, a friend of ours who is, he's 78, and you and him are, he's um, FAR servers, right. retired employees, so you and him got a lot to talk about. Yes. Um, so, he wanted to show us, well, I think he wanted to show us, but he also wanted to ride because he doesn't have a 4x4 four four anymore. He wanted to show us the great unconformity. Okay, and what's the great unconformity? We'll put a link up on the website. With yes, the great it's
1: un- very interesting. So
0: he wanted to show us the great unconformity in Goldbeard National Monument. So Rochelle and I and Tom, we hop in the car and we get there and we look and we look. And of course Rochelle, she's starting to be distracted. She's not thinking about the great unconformity anymore. <laughs> and so Tom decided we weren't gonna find the great unconformity. Rochelle's like, we need to walk down this valley because it's really cool and it looks like hobbits live there. So now that I know, Rochelle likes hobbits. <laughs> so and I haven't read the book yet and you're probably mad at me for not, but, <laughs> <I know. laughs> but one day I will. But, so we went down, what did we call it? We called it- um, Hobbit Valley. Hobbit Valley. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a really good walk down. We did. Um, to a, we went to a, um, a spring With um, It was really pretty, wasn't it? It was. And there were some cows there, which...
1: Maybe not so pretty.
0: Yeah, not so pretty. (laughs) And then we walked back and we said, Hey, um, so we're going to take a Friends of Gold Butte hike there. So we scheduled a Friends of Gold Butte hike. And Rochelle um, and Tom um, led it. And I just, I I tottered along and made sure everybody was gone and okay. But um, so Tom talked about geology. Okay. So every now and then we stopped and he talked about geology. and he's engaging in those all geology and it's great and rochelle talked about hobbits and she's you've named all of the there's all these dark case i guess we'll put a picture of that up too. yes
1: very fascinating place so yeah so there's there's all these really um neat rock formations kind of jutting out from from the side of this this mountain and um they're all really similar, and it's just it's like no, no, nothing you've ever seen before. And these huge formations have all these different, very, um, I don't know if you call them caves because we don't know how deep they go, but they look like caves. And, you know, they go clear up to the skyline, and there's some huge, great arches. And so we went through, and as we were walking, you know, we found which one we thought was Smog's cave. He's the dragon in the hobbit and uh where actually bilbo who's the main character he's the main hobbit where he lives is called bag end and so we were able to find uh, bag end and and then one of the arches we named mordor arch because it looked like it's the gateway to to mordor so so yeah that kind of ties in my my hiking and my love of fiction
0: yeah so i googled mordor so and it was like the gates to hell or something right <laughs> yes. some crazy place and um i think you and i when it's when it's not 120 degrees anymore. And anybody who's listening to this from the Virgin Valley, our area, knows that you pretty much don't hike in the summertime. Right. So um, we're gonna try to go up to that arch, Mordor Arch, and look to the other side so i don't know about you but so i can see i can say i've seen the gates of hell
1: i was just gonna say we will hope that that's not what we see
0: yeah i don't want to fall in (laughs) so and we also saw some um, we saw some good wildlife down there we saw um there was a a red tail hawk family
1: right a nesting pair yeah
0: and they were not too happy with no
1: we got to hear them doing their scream the kind of a dive and a scream absolutely one of the neatest most haunting i think uh, sounds you can ever hear
0: this might be the last question okay are, are you think you're done <laughs> have, I grilled here, here, you? have I have I grilled you enough perfect. have you got embarrassing questions am I like Howard Stern
1: no although everyone's probably sick of hearing so, oh
0: you, you're probably really ready to get back on this side of the table right? <laughs> yes no stay on that side of the table you can't come over She's trying to come over okay um, so let me ask you this um, well it's not exactly the last question but who is your favorite artist
1: so, and, and I hope everyone looks him up and we will put a link on the website because I just, I've, he's just amazing. But there's a man, he's a New Orleans artist and his name is Terrence Osborne. And he paints the most beautiful, vibrant, colorful uh, paintings um, of the culture of New Orleans. He, I think he really uh, was well known because he did a lot of really neat paintings after Katrina. And he had a series of them. They were called The Escape Plan. And they're just funny and cute and, um, yeah, just truly amazing. And and you can't look at any of his art and just not smile, and you just want to stare at it for hours at a time. I have studied his paintings and his colors, and he's just amazing. And then I've watched, you know, um, as many interviews with him as I as I can find. And I, I just I, – he's kind of a kindred spirit. And I remember one episode I was watching, he was kind of doing a – maybe a little presentation for a senior's group and a senior's painting group and he they asked you know what are your main colors and he listed off you know the the different bright colors and this this cute lady raised her hand and she said so there's no neutrals and he just kind of looked at her and cocked his head and he said oh I just get really bored then and I, I have to admit that's that's definitely how I am i I've bought huge sets of paint and I still have huge tubes left of of all the different neutral colors and and I try and use them and I maybe I'm colorblind that way but I yeah I just don't find a lot of room in my art for for neutrals and so I, I always have thought about that and um, but yeah check him out he's he's pretty amazing
0: yeah we'll, we'll put that link up later okay that. week Rochelle thank you so much
1: oh, well thank you guys for for letting me chat and tell you about myself and Hopefully you didn't find it too boring.
0: Okay, and we're off and running. Everybody have a great week.
1: Hey, thank you. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, visit us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com.